I was talking to some people the other day and they were talking about all of the change in the world. Everything's changing and it's not good. And they were going on and on and on. And then yesterday morning early, I came over because I had the first um, round of confessions. And when I got here, the confessional door was locked. I had never seen a confessional door with a lock on it before. But I put my key in and it opened it up. So I, and I went in and I said to Father Richard later on, I said, hey, I've never seen one locked. He said, oh, we had some people sleeping in there at times. So we locked it. And I said, well, that makes sense, you know. But then it dawned on me that I grew up in Marion, Indiana, St. Paul's Parish, St. Paul's grade school, Bishop Bennett High School. We were the largest school in the diocese. We were the largest parish in the diocese at that time. Now they're down to about 700 families. Okay, lots of change in Marion. But in the good old days, we were taught by the Sisters of St. Joseph, we had 17 nuns and five priests at our parish. Okay? And when I was in the eighth grade, I remember Sister Josita called an eighth grade boy and an eighth grade girl kissing in the confessional. Okay? And it was the end of the world. I mean, it truly was. You know, and I thought to myself, I guess things haven't changed that drastically. We probably should have been locking confessionals then. I, but I was struck by this gospel when it said, then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And I thought to myself, that's so beautiful because we don't save ourselves. Jesus Christ already did that. We are saved. Now we have to live as people who are saved. And what does that mean? It means that I have to, every single day of my life, be about building the kingdom of God. Now, when people like us build the kingdom of God, it's not going to be perfect. So you build what you can build, and you do what you can do, and God perfects it. Why? Because all perfection comes from a God who loves us. And so he's saying, don't expect it to be perfect, but expect it to be loving. And I thought to myself, that makes sense. Because the very definition of God we have in the scripture is, is that God is love. So if God is love, his kingdom has to be loving. And the way to our salvation is love. That means we're being godly. It doesn't mean I'm just doing whatever I want to do. It means I'm being loving in the same way that God is loving. He, laid, he sent his son to die for us, to lay down his life for us. And he's telling us today, be perfect. Now, a number of years ago, I was walking with a dear friend of mine, and she said to me, Father Dan, has it ever dawned on you that God could have infused your soul into a child in Afghanistan. But for some reason, for you, chose Jim and Carol Gartland. And I looked her straight in the face and said, nope, never thought of it. And she said to me, do, because it's a real changer in your life. And I can tell you with all honesty, I have thought about that more than anything I have ever thought about in my life. Now, I don't want to offend anybody in here, and I probably will some days, but it won't be today, okay? But I grew up in Marion, Indiana. I grew up in Indiana, 
no offense to the Nashville Dominicans or anything like that, Indiana is the best place in the world to live. It really is. It's a wonderful place with wonderful people. And here's the challenge. How do I make it even more wonderful? So I grew up in Marion, Indiana, in a Catholic home where my mother's first three children were miscarriages, and so they wanted a big family, and they wanted you know, a, a lot of life around them. And then they had my sister Kathleen, my sister Carol, my brother Jim, my brother Tim, who died two days after birth, and then they had me. And the doctor said, that's it. You can't do this anymore. <clears throat> but we were raised in a home where our primary, our, our, the beginning of every day and the ending of every day was to be with God. That was our purpose of life. We were taught that. We were taught our prayers. We went to St. Paul's school. We lived a life that some people would have said was a little stricter, but in reality, it wasn't stricter. It was disciplined. And there's a huge difference between the two. And because of that, and because of the fact that my father was pretty successful, we all got great educations. We went to whatever schools we wanted to go to. And I would say with all honesty, probably 97% of what I have accomplished in my life was accomplished because God put my soul into Jim and Carol Gartland's child. And they raised me that way. And I tell you that because the way we raise our children today is very, very important. The life we live and we show to them is very, very important. Why? Because as the world changes, we all have to change, but we don't have to change in every single way. Let me give you an example. I have some priest friends, and we go to Florida every year, because that's what old priests do, okay? And so in going to Florida with this group, there's one guy who left the priesthood. He still periodically pops in and out of the group, and he is radically, radically liberal. And then we have another one who is radically, radically conservative. And then there's me right in the middle. No, not really, but, but you know how you have friends that they get a little action going in conversations? And one day there were about five of us there, and I said, I'm going to make a request, and if you don't want to do that, that's fine. I would really appreciate it that when we're here for these couple of weeks that you don't watch MSNBC and you don't watch Fox News. And they looked at me like, what are you talking about? And I said, you are obnoxious, absolutely obnoxious. And I'm not coming here to fight with you. I'm coming here to be friends and to grow a little better together and to pray together. And I'm not worried about the world right now, and you don't have to be either because the world's not going to change because either one of us have stepped out for a week. That's what happens in our lives. Sometimes, so I'm telling people all that already, the next three months, there's going to be nothing worth watching on TV. Nothing. You might want to watch the weather, okay? You might look at the local weather and the local news. Apart from that, why would you do something that's going to burn an ulcer for you and that God has taken care of before you even thought of taking care of it? And I'm not saying to be blind to the world in which we live, but I am saying go back to this gospel. And this gospel said, what forfeit would it be if one gained the whole world and forfeited his life? That's a challenge. We're not here to make this world easier. We're here to make this world better.
And we do that by coming more like Jesus Christ. So let's take this gospel seriously and let us realize that as our world changes, change is sometimes very good if it draws us closer to the man who saved us.